Hey. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I'm not sure how we do this, but uh, hmm. I guess we're live on Blog Talk. Um, I guess so, yeah. How, I, I, we don't have an intro. No, but what I'm trying to figure out is how we can get the audio to play through the Facebook page. So just bear in mind with us for just a second. Yeah, we're still uh, learning how to do all this stuff. Oh, this is uh, Sean Castleberry and Brad Hicks, by the way, on Dark Persuasions, our show about the paranormal, mysterious happenings, and a strange current event on Blog Talk Radio. Someone has so we you. figured out, Sean, how do we – I don't really know. What's that? Yeah, um, I'm just trying to figure out how we can we can make sure that uh, that uh, we can get our uh, audience out there on our Facebook page the the audio. I'm not. Um, maybe you have it figured out now. <laughs> I'm trying to get that right now. I think. Uh, let's see. Has to unmute and have the audio playing through our speakers from the live feed, or else y'all aren't picking up. Okay. How about now? Is everything going through now? Because I just unmuted my. And I don't think my blog talk is muted. No? I'm good. Okay. Uh, so what someone has to do is call in. What, what is it? What, what do you mean? Also have the episode play through their speakers, so go to the episode. Well, we're having some technical difficulties here. Um, it says that someone has. Did you call in Blog Talk? Well, I guess what we can do, since it's just going to be us and we're not going to have any commercials. What I'm going to do is, Sean, I'll mute my microphone or my outcoming. I'll talk to you through the phone. Uh, do we can we pick it up that like? Okay, so you can you can let me unmute this. Okay, so we're having some audio problems right now. We're we're on our Facebook, so you could probably hear me through the live feed. I would imagine now that I have my yeah. microphone turned up. Bear with us, please, ladies and gentlemen. And and I guess me and you, I'm through a headset with no sound coming back, so I'm actually audio coming through Blog Talk with my headset on my phone. But you should pick yeah, me up on my computer microphone, so we should be good. So okay. we should be good. Yeah, maybe I think, I think maybe that's he, the way mine is. Michael too. or somebody's watching. Yeah. And since we're not running right, any commercials, it really probably doesn't matter. So, well. Yeah. Maybe we got it. Maybe we got it. If, okay. Um, I'm trying to. I yeah, made I a comment so. and it told me my internet connection was having problems. So, not sure. Yeah, your your face is kind of frozen right now. You're like, ah. Uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. It says that that. Okay. We're good. Everything's good now. Cool. So sorry about that. Yeah. We got we got full audio. We got full picture. Um. Yeah. The hair. The hair is looking good. Yeah, yeah a, the beard. The beard is bad, badass. <laughs> Dude, I'm actually I'm actually going to trim it up today. 
you know, uh, I'm going to take it down a down a notch. So I'm thinking something like like that, maybe. I like this. <laughs> but no. So we did the Terry Hobbs show last week. It was pretty good. Um, a lot of information. I hope right. anybody that listened to the listened to the show went and checked that out. Uh, but tonight, uh, ghost hunting, ghost paranormal, I guess. And there's a there's a little bit out there, not a whole lot, I guess. There's what was that? Uh, there's the big haunted highway over here in in uh, Arkansas, Highway 365, up around Woodson Lateral. The the mysterious motorcycle lights. If you watch that, of course, a right. lot of people have been talking about the the Crescent Hotel, which is which is synonymous for ghosts. Uh, sightings, I guess, or, or experiences. Of course, you have uh, the big one for everybody, uh, the garden lights, which they've taken the railroad tracks out. I've, I've actually heard, but I think that they're still. Maybe that you maybe you can still see it. I don't know. Um, I was looking at it earlier uh, this week and didn't, I, I, last week and didn't see it. I hear you. Yeah. Um, it says uh, Brad is lagging pretty bad. That was the last message I got. Maybe it's your internet connection. Um, yeah, I was bah, 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 bah. thinking. Yeah, I mean, like we're we're not in a really big paranormal area, you know. When I actually started to look at it today, uh, yeah, there's a few haunted hotels, there's haunted hot springs, there's uh, a few houses here and there, but nothing major that draws the crowds like I expected. And then, of course, we're, you know, we're famous in the United States for having that fountain monster which was uh, made into a movie, The Legend of Boggy Creek, back in the 70s. And, uh, in fact, I didn't know this after I was researching it today. Five movies, one documentary, and four films were made about that. So, uh, yeah, we have our own Bigfoot here in Arkansas. Uh, the legitimate, the last legitimate sightings. Uh, what's that? What was I saying? Is that the... Is that the... Is that the big legend of Boggy Creek? Was that is that the same one we're talking about? Yeah, the documentary uh, that was that was about like that family that it attacked in their trailer. You might remember that. Uh, there was also um, I'm sorry, there was a feature film too that had the little girl from Little House on a Prairie. She was in that one as well. And I remember my my cousin Penny took me to see that as a kid. Man, that that fucked me up as a kid. You know. Uh, I didn't like it for for years. I was terrified of Bigfoot and, uh, people used to play jokes on me all the time, you know, like coming up behind me with, you know, the, you know how, uh, you can have the Bigfoot recordings and stuff like that and just scare the shit out of me. I hated that stuff. So, uh, but you know, over the years and looking at all the research and everything, I've actually found out that as of this point, as of, you know, 2020 outside of the Patterson film, there is no empirical evidence to support any Bigfoot. Oh, wow. How do you do that? How do you do it in the green screen? <laughs> it's an option that I picked. I've got a Mountain Dew can, and that is pretty cool. <laughs> wow. I don't I don't have the same option, I guess, because you are the, uh, the control room. I don't even know how I did it. Oh, no, 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 no. Go to, go to camera and go to your camera and your mic and click green screen. And oh, yeah? uh yeah, you can you can um green screen. Oh. Heads up the green screen so feature uses a bit more computer resource. Um so I can do a brick wall. 
I can do whatever that that was behind me. Look, do I have to have a green screen behind me? Yes. (laughs) That's why the Mountain Dew can was showing it. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, I don't have a green screen, so that's funny that I even tried to do that. Uh, Blue screen. Will (laughs) blue screen work? No. Oh, you can kind of see it on my shirt a little bit. Yeah, right there. There's a, there's a, oh, is that a ghost? No, <laughs> <laughs> no I got But it. no, we're, so we're, oh. So like You know, you have the Garden Lights The Crescent Hotel, obviously in Eureka Springs It's a big one uh, There's a few others that we'll talk about uh, Tonight, but I guess You know, Sean, the Garden Light A lot of people um, Are interested in that And supposedly it's this floating light above uh, the railroad tracks near the Garden, uh, which was first sighted in the 1930s. And it's actually right. so and popular I, that in, in 94 it drew national attention uh, when NBC's Unsolved Mysteries did uh, documented the phenomenon. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been several documentaries, uh, shows like that. Um, I've, I've seen something else on the Discovery Channel where they went out and actually tried to uh, to measure the light and try to figure it out. Or it might have been something similar to the Garden Light. Um, but I haven't been personally. I know so many people that have been out there, and they've said how freaky it is, and you can't explain it. It's just one of those uh, it's one of those unsolved mysteries that you can't really figure out. And I think we should go out there sometime and actually try to film it ourselves. I think that would be really neat. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and a lot of people say that it is uh, it is uh, headlights reflecting off of the the I thirty interstate system that that runs over there. But yeah, I mean, I, I I've never personally witnessed it. I've been out there a couple of times, but uh, I don't know if I've ever really witnessed anything uh, of that nature. Because you know, we tried for a long time to go kind of follow some of these. Phenomena. I know, I've known some people that have gone to the Crescent Hotel and they've absolutely had some some pretty paranormal experiences. But uh, you know, and I guess there's a couple of rooms there that that uh, they're saying you could go. Particularly rooms. I'm trying to read this. Uh, they say that Theodore, a cancer patient of Doctor Baker's, is said to haunt room 419, and most often people report seeing ghosts. In rooms four fourteen and two eighteen. Okay. But apparently the sightings have increased dramatically in the nineteen hundreds. So, you know, and and they've got tours up there uh, that they can do. You know, they're like a couple hundred bucks gets you like a hotel room and like a tour over uh, in the evening. And but uh, I guess the paranormal thing really hit the big time. You know, right around the time that uh, Ghost Hunters had premiered on. On the, on the right. I forgot what network that was on. Featuring that was the, the, the plumbers. Yeah, remember yeah. the plumbers, uh, Jason. Yeah. I and, love um, those guys. And you know they actually did some pretty solid work. I think the only thing that I had an issue with was is I really wish that instead of explaining to them where the phenomenon happened, that they would just allow yeah. them to go in there unknown. And see what they could capture on their own and the experiences they have, because sometimes I believe I think, that that suggestive, what do you call it? Um, you know, maybe if you say, well, you know, in this corner there appears this figure, 
you know, maybe right. then you your mind suggests it to you. But if you see that without any information firsthand, that would be a, a different opinion to me. So, hey, can you put our uh, our, our phone stuff. number down there, by the way? Oh yeah. Let's see. In case anybody wants to call in, there we go. Yay! Um, yeah. So now, if you, now, if you call in, yeah. you're not going to be a part of the live video. I don't believe unless right. we've got that feeding, but. Uh, so you will be a part of the podcast. It's on Blog Talk, so. Right, because we do both. Um, no, that those two guys, Jason and Grant, that was their names. Uh, and they did the uh, yeah. uh, tran- Transatlantic Paranormal Society, which was called TAPS. And, man, that was, it was a really good show. And, hell, they had, they had like, what, ten seasons? They had, they had, and now I they, was looking at uh, – they had 13 seasons. Oh, um, let's see. Mike Rowe narrated it from '04 to '16. Andy Geller '06 to '07. Jason Hawes '2012 2016, and Grant Wilson '2019 to present. So they have 243 episodes plus 12 specials, not included on the list right. according to Wikipedia. But uh, yeah, they've been they've been all over the place. Um, and uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. The original series aired from 2004 to 2016 on Sci-Fi. Uh, it was revived in early 2019 and aired its 12th season of 11 episodes, not including the two specials, from October or August to October of 2019. And a 13th season premiered on April 8th. So, I guess they are back. Uh, and apparently Caps is no no longer together, uh, at least not uh, on the show, as it says that uh, Grant is with a new investigatory, investi- ah, investigatory team that has no discernible connection to Taps. So don't know the story there, but uh, well, there, there, there know, was this whole mix-up when he left the show. Do you remember that? I don't Did remember, watch honestly. The show? Uh, yeah, I watched he, uh, the he, earlier portions of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I was really into the show when it first came on. I think I watched, you know, pretty regularly for five or six years. And then I kind of lost track of it and everything. But I still, you know, kept up, you know, with the commercials or whatever. And uh, there was this thing as far as like, Grant's last season. Grant's not going to be on the show anymore. And... Huh. I never could figure it out. You know, there, there were a lot of internet rumors and things like that. Like he was messing around with one of the girls on the show or something like that. Cause you know, they were both married or whatever. Um, but I mean, honestly, I don't know. Uh, I, I, that's just speculation, you know, hearsay that, that I saw on the internet. So I don't know if that's true or not, but um, yeah, he, he actually left the show and it was just Jason and the two other guys. And then they had the ghost hunters international. You remember that? And then there was the ghost uh-huh. hunters. Ghost Hunters Academy. So they had three series going on at one time, plus the the, the Taps magazine. Uh, yeah, there was a whole slew of stuff going on. So yeah, that's that's. that's I don't know. It's kind of sad that they're not together anymore. You know, they've split up and they're going their own ways or whatever. But Jason's still doing the show with the other two guys. So I guess Grant's just not with them anymore for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I was reading about it. Uh, you know, of course. <sighs> 
you know, and I guess this goes into the paranormal. If you believe in it, you know, obviously you're going to probably going to have a different perspective on it. But if you, but if you do listen to what they're saying here, and this is according to investigator Benjamin Radford, Radford that uh, most ghost hunting groups, including TAPS, make methodological mistakes. After watching episodes of Ghost Hunters and other programs, it quickly becomes clear to anyone with a background in science that the methods used are both illogical and unscientific. Anyone can be a ghost investigator, failing to consider alternative explanations for anomalies and phenomena. And, uh, you know, so he says, for example, using unproven tools and equipment, sampling errors, ineffectively using recording devices and focusing on the history of the location and not the phenomena, uh, according to the uh, an article in the Skeptical Inquirer. So, um, you know, he's basically, you know, they're saying that a lot of it's unscientific, and, which, and I guess that would be one of the topics that you could, that, that to discuss this evening is, you know, a lot of people are skeptical of, of, of what they are seeing now. If you go back and you look at some of Taps's works in the Eastern State Penitentiaries, you know, the famous, uh, what do you call it? It was the famous, I don't know if you ever saw the clip, but the guy running towards the uh, the camera. In the You're prison? Cloak. Yes. Yeah. You know, that was a pretty, pretty famous scene. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find that just to show people. Uh, yeah, you know that, that there, there were two clips in particular. That one that you just mentioned, and then there was one in a lighthouse where they were going up the stairs. And when you looked, you saw somebody, and and like there's nobody on the camera, and all of a sudden it just kind of goes, you know. Yeah. But it was like a a heat sensor. You know, you couldn't obviously see the face, and then it just kind of like went away. And they ran all the way up the stairs in a continuous cut, and there's nobody up there. So, I mean, unless it was somebody that was peeking over and they crouched down, which I don't think happened. I mean, it's possible that they faked it, but I don't think so. And that was that was pretty interesting. I thought that was it. You know, uh, those two things right there really made me, you know, want to look further into that. Now, the show itself was very entertaining, how they would go into places and how they would try to disprove things. I love that aspect of it. It's not like that other guy, you know, the steroid guy, what's his show? Oh, Zach Baggins? I guess. There's that, that, there's that one guy that he talks like, that. yeah, that guy. Man, I can't stand that guy. And watching his show, and uh, he, he's just weird because he, you know, I'm talking to the demons and all this and that. And, you know, he just thinks he's so full of himself. It ruins the whole show. You know, he and his crew, they're just kind of, they're douchebags. All right, well, Sean, I've got it. Okay. So this is it. This is it right here. Um, hang on. I'm going to turn autoplay off. So this is what we're going to do here for this. I mean, this is, this is Sean, to me, it's pretty compelling, I guess, if you want to use that word. Uh, let's see. Stream this. Of course, this is a five-second clip, so I'm going to go ahead and make it full, and we're going to replay it. So just kind of watch this. I don't know if right. you saw that. Yeah. Uh, I'll replay it. Just it's gonna be right in here. And, and I don't know what that is. It looks like it looks like something came towards the screen and then then, then runs away. Um You know that and, and I think that uh I think that that 
maybe myth, but somebody, I think they went in and tried to debunk that, and I don't know if they were able, ever, ever able to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm not really but sure. Apparently this, apparently this Eastern State Penitentiary is pretty haunted. I'm, I just keep looking at uh, some of the, uh, like I Googled that, and there's videos of all of it. Like, like, uh, I don't know, you know, it's like, it's like, for the people that didn't see what we were talking about on Blog Talk, there's a video out there that, uh, I mean, Sean, what did you, I mean, I didn't really see where that could be faked at all, but, you know, obviously with editing and, you know, when you look look at the camera angle and the way that it was, I mean, it, it looked like really dark. And then all of a sudden, there's an image, and it kind of runs away. I mean, you, you could you could you could possibly say that maybe it was somebody with a, a black sheet that kind of ran towards the camera and then ran back, you know. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, it, it's unexplained, you know. Um, I would actually, you know, I'd like to see some experts actually look into it. There was there was a controversy about the show when they did one of their live shows one time, and I remember this. Specifically, uh, Grant was walking, and as he was walking, something pulled the back of his shirt like this. And it, you know, at the time when I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty, something happened, you know, something. But then I saw a bunch of, like, websites, you know, that that used to debunk them or, or, or attack them all the time. And they were like, you know, how easy it was to actually put, like, a hook, and somebody could have been off camera and pulled it and made it do like that on his shirt. So, you know, a lot of people basically accuse them of, of making that up and trying to do something for one of their live shows, which, again, I don't know if that happened or not. It was, it, it was one of those, oh, check that out, you know, because it was live. It was on TV, you know, and it was definitely better than, you know, uh, uh, Al Capone's vault, if you remember that with, uh, you know, Geraldo Rivera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up right now the uh... – Thermal image that uh, that uh, on one of their hunts they did they did a they did a, um, they had a, a, a they recorded an image in a locker. Um, oh yeah, I remember and you that. See the, and it was actually now I don't know if they ever I don't know if they ever you know they debunked it or whatever, but it was it was really cool to watch. Uh, Let's see. That's the love triangle. Let's see. Let's see. I'm just. I'm trying to. Yeah, saying they're saying fact or fiction, but uh, gonna go ahead. I guess what I'll do is I'll. Of course, this is uh, thanks to Sci-Fi for those watching on the Facebook page. So go ahead and we'll let's watch this and let's see what we got here. Um, how do I play it? Skip the ad. Of course, this is sci-fi, so we don't own the rights to this, but uh, uh, let me see. So, Sean, I don't have any audio. Uh, I don't know if you can hear That's me. Okay. There, no, there, I remember this that, episode. I mean, did you see that? That was interesting. The end of the hallway. That was pretty cool. I forget. I forget where they're at. No, I, I do. I don't know where they're at in this, but 
guys yeah, for so many so, years. You know, I was trying to remember on the thing. But they walk down there, they don't see anybody. But, I mean, clearly this thing just walks across the – and it's a thermal imaging camera. So there it is. Here we go. Watch this. Whoa. Right. Something's walking. There's definitely yeah. something there. You know, and, and they're looking, and there's nowhere for it to go. And it would have walked into that door that's locked, I believe is what they said. So, yeah, I mean, this – you know, now, I mean, that could be, you know. But it didn't look like a a cut scene, you know. So oh, he's, wow. he's replicating this now. I, I just guess, uh, uh, I just found out some disturbing news about Grant. Um, yeah. He's a Mormon. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about it. Like a, he's arrested or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just reading about his personal life here. I mean, he's an avid Star Wars fan, which is really cool. But uh, it says that he's a member of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, so right. that's, uh, that, that's not interesting. Sorry, nah. guys. <laughs> so let me uh, in. let me type in let me see what we can come up with on the gar- oh YouTube has it um okay this 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 was on uh so yes so if you go to YouTube uh of course PBS has a an, a, a little eight minute clip on the garden light uh Safari Club USA. Ten years ago, supposedly uh, July 24th of 2009, uh, there's a clip of the gold. They, uh, apparently, they uh, they caught the garden light on on uh, camera. Um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and play that, Sean. Let's do that. Let's, let's yes, let's do that. Uh, if you want to see it, Sean, we can. It's kind of neat. Okay. Uh, let's put that up on the screen. Share yeah, the I've screen. Never seen this. It's pretty neat. I was I was looking at it just a second ago. Um going through. And let me make that full screen. Alright, so yeah, so let's see what happens. Now are you seeing it, Sean? Okay, so I see that light. So Yeah. Now you've been there, you've seen this? I have not seen the light. I have been to the. I was at these tracks at one point when they were still there. Uh, now we're zooming in on that. I'm assuming all we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's whoever's taking the video, uh, it's very shaky and yeah. Uh, it's probably going to have a jump scare at this point. <laughs> I hate those. Yeah, I do too because they they scare the shit out of me. <laughs> so yeah, so okay, so yeah, well, yeah, the there's light, definitely though. a light. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a light source. Um, I mean, I could kind of see how when you're looking at it, it might be the freeway. You know, that other show that I was watching, they mentioned that that it might be the freeway, and it might be just an optical illusion. By the way, you know, the, it's the distance and everything, curvature of the Earth, all sorts of different things. Um, 
you would you would actually have to get like lasers and stuff out there to try to measure the distance and all that and try to actually capture it. But I hear it as you as you go down like the old tracks or whatever, it gets further away from you. It doesn't come closer. Is that true? That's what they say. That's what they say. Um It's really weird. Okay, so so here I'm just reading the uh the topics. Or the comments and the theory that the light is caused by headlights is bull. That interstate opened in the seventies while people have been talking about this light since the thirties. Uh, okay. The first sighting was a conductor named John who reported in thirty three he was out the back of the train caboose and said the light followed the train. John died in nineteen eighty nine, I believe, uh, according to this. But uh, yeah, so. 40 years before Interstate 7, uh, 40 was built. So, I mean, 40 years after, before 30, they were still claiming the Garden Lights. I mean, you know, take it for what you will. Uh, just I was kind of looking at uh, – there's a, also, too, there's a 27-minute video on the uh, hauntings of Arkansas. Uh, whoa, what is this? Oh, you're well, jump scare. Look out. No, this is um, this is a video that just came up. It's called the Natural State Supernatural, and it says it's here's the supposed source of the garden lights. So I guess we could share that if we wanted to. Hang on, let me play that. So yeah, so that guy's the source of the light. I'm just kidding. Um, so what are we doing? Uh, I'm trying to see. He's in Hang a, on. That's, yeah, he, he's in a graveyard somewhere. Yeah. So how is that the source of the garden light? Uh, hold on. It's Will McLean. That's the source of the garden light. Apparently he died in 1931. So maybe he's telling the story of, of how the garden light happened. I don't know. Um, okay, so the guy, yeah. the guy that died there was fifty something years old. So apparently that's what happened. That's what the, basically. I guess the story is that the guy died in an accident, and uh, on the tracks in 1931, and he now carries his lantern up and down for whatever purpose. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure that out. Let me. Why does it keep popping up on the screen like that? I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out on the fly. But so the garden light's pretty big. I know Deanna, uh, one of the listeners, has has talked about it several times. Uh, going out there, it'd be kind of cool to go out there. But I don't know if the track. I think the tracks are gone. So I just I don't know if that matters or not. I mean, you know, most tracks that are removed have a still have the cutout of where you know they were. Uh, you know the uh, state house. What is that, Sean, down there in the by the Arkansas River, where the where the government used to operate their buildings, like the State House Convention Center or whatever that is, the old State House? Are you talking about that that state park where they brought in the old log cabin? Um, hold on, well, I'll be right back. I got I got to check on something. All right. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, there's a, I think it's the old State House. Uh, down in Little Rock, um, where it is supposedly haunted uh, by various ghosts and such. Uh, let's see if I, if you look up the old state house 
hauntings in uh, Little Rock. And we do apologize. You know, we're kind of just trying to, to, to highlight some of the, ah, here we go. Um, here we go. ArkansasHauntedHouses.com. Found a website. So here it is. The, the museum is haunted by the spirit of a former Speaker of the House, John Wilson. His ghost has been spotted a number of times wearing a period frock coat. Some have claimed to feel a cold hand on their shoulder or cold spots, and some believe the ghost may be that of another politician, Joseph Brooks. So if you are interested in that phenomenon, you can go to the old State House in uh, Little Rock and check that out as well. That's one of the uh, haunted places in Little Rock. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm at this area here. And I'm like, eh, here we go. So let's go. Let's go. Well, let's just look. Let's see what's in Little Rock. Uh, no, those are haunted houses that you could go visit. Not what I'm really wanting to see. But, um, yeah, so I'm trying to Google Sean. has stepped away for a little while, for a minute. And, um, you know, hopefully we haven't done anything. I may have lost a live feed for just a minute. But uh, All right, I'm back. All right, so I think I may have... Goofed a few seconds. Oh no, Sean, your screen it looks like uh, Sean. Your screen looked like some shit from uh, from paranormal. Uh, what's that show? What's that Activity. movie? Activity. Paranormal yeah. activity. Well, let's be okay. So, so while we're talking about the paranormal, you know, for real, Sean, there was a huge spike in paranormal movies and things. I mean, do you remember, for instance? And it was a masterpiece the way they did it. Low budget, very good advertising as if it was legit, but Blair Witch, the original Blair Witch, made a ton of money. Yes, Yes. the Blair Witch Project was... It was was huge because it was... I mean, it was just huge in the aspect that the way they marketed it, it was like, yep. is it real? Is it not real? Is it real? Is it not real? Well, I mean, and and you didn't know. I mean, you had an idea, but the way they edited it was was flawless to the extent it looked like several things pieced together. So, you know, right. now they yep. they made the sequels and they got a little ridiculous. Yeah, you know the the sequels. Of course, that was Hollywood pumping all that money into it, and they should have done that. They should have they should have tried to recapture what they did in the first one. Um. But that, that I remember that I was in the Bay Area at the time. I just gotten out of the army, um, and it was weird because my dad and I had gone to a Comic Con, and I saw all these like you know like like posters that had been put up everywhere about the Blair Witch Project, and it, I think it was www.blairwitch.com or something. And I remember I looked it up before I even you know saw a commercial or anything for the film. And man, they they just they put it out there. They made it seem like it was real. And yet there was a phenomenon of all these people trying to go there to the town and actually try to try to you know reenact or, or find out what was really going on. And then, of course, the film came out. And you know, at that point, if if, if you're a film lover, you know, you knew at that point you were just like, oh, okay, you know, that's really cool. And uh, at one point, they actually had to bring them on the MTV at the MTV Movie Awards to let people know they hadn't died, the actors in the in the in the movie. But yeah, man, that was it created such a phenomenon, and it was such a good little movie. It cost like 
I think $120,000 to make. In fact, one of the cameras that they rented, they actually broke it. <laughs> you know, when they returned it, 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 it was broken. But, you know, it was just, it's a cool little gem in cinema history of what somebody with a really good imagination can do with a good story. And it was. It was yeah. creepy. It was Hitchcockian. You know, uh, there was that one scene where they look into that 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 uh, that handkerchief, and, and it looks like teeth, but you're not really sure. And then that one night when they're in the they're they're in the tent in the middle of the night, and something's poking the tent, and you can hear like little babies. Ah! And dude, it just gave me chills. You know, when I saw it, and it was just like ah. Um, and then of course that final scene. How creepy was that? Like you never see the, the witch. Scene. Yeah, the corner you thing. The you just see that dude standing in the corner, and then <clears throat> the camera goes down, yeah. and you're like, "Oh!" And that's it. That's the end of the movie. You know, like the hair standing up on 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 my arm right now, just thinking about when I first saw it. It was so cool. You know, and and of but course, yeah, and it was a movie. Hollywood's it was fake, a great but, job doing that, though. Yeah, you know, Paranormal Activity, you know. the first film that they did, that was actually pretty cool. Um, but after that, you know, it just got ridiculous. That final scene was kind of like, uh, okay. But, um, no, I mean, filmmakers should go out there. These independent filmmakers, these kids trying to make a start, they need to look at the Blair Witch Project and they need to see how that film was made and try to do some stuff like that, you know, cause that was just really, that was awesome. It was really amazing. Well, you know, and Sean too, uh, you know, going back to, and I mean, you know, like, like we said, this show is about the paranormal, and we're going to try to focus on that, too. But, you know, speaking of movies, and, and one of the movies that scared me to, completely to death, and it's based on a true paranormal experience, was uh, Amityville. Um, that, you know, that movie, was that, was that, now, that wasn't actually a, it was a movie, but was it not based? On the real life accounts of the Wentz family, I was it that was it the Wentz family that moved in? Who moved well, in? Well, okay, so okay, so a guy wrote this book and he said it was the Luntz family, and he said that they moved in Luntz. and that all this stuff happened in like a twenty-eight day period, and then they left in a hurry. Um, the story was sensationalized. He changed so many things. Um, it, it really wasn't as bad as the film portrayed, but back in the 70s, the way that he put it out there, the way he wrote it, the way it was filmed, um, they did a good job, and they ended up making, what, six or seven sequels after that? Yeah. I mean, it's just been a, mon- it's been a money-making cow for that dude, um, and it's all been disproven, you know, every bit of it was a hoax. Um, but back then, back in the seventies, I mean, I, I remember being a little kid, you know, six, seven years old, you still had a, uh, in search of with Leonard Nimoy. And he was talking about the, the Bermuda triangle and Bigfoot, the Loch Ness monster, uh, finding Atlantis, you know, different things like that. Uh, the legend of Boggy Creek, you know, again, that was another film, the exorcist, like you just said, the Amityville horror, uh, there, there was just this eeriness about the late seventies you know, about paranormal and stuff like that, uh, I guess. And that led into the satanic panic of the 80s, which was pretty interesting, too. You know, uh, everybody, 
I don't know about what, what town you grew up in, but I grew up in Mayflower, up on Round Mountain. There was supposedly a satanic cult up there that sacrificed animals and shit at the old Magic 105 radio station. And, uh, yeah, there was nothing there. We went up there several times, never saw anything. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure every town had a legend like that. Well, and you know, Sean, you go to, to paranormal things. Uh, another great movie had a great, great uh, premise, I guess is what you call it, was Insidious. That movie to this day, kind of, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Insidious, though, have you seen Insidious? The 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 Walkers, and uh, the guy goes to. It's the the guy that plays in Insidious actually plays uh, Ed. Uh, Ed in the the Conjuring, he's the the famous dad. Or famous him and Lorraine are the ghost hunters that in the Conjuring. That's about uh, Ed and Elaine Warren. Or I think that's their names. The famous they have that museum of of ghost artifacts. Okay, this sounds familiar. You know, The Conjuring was was kind of loosely started i would i'm trying i'm I'm, i looked up on wikipedia horror films based on actual events and of course the conjuring uh came up and it is here it is it's a james uh one film but it is uh it is associated uh with um let's see the warren files uh ed and uh, excuse me ladies and gentlemen it's ed and ed and lorraine warren they're paranormal investigators and authors associated with the prominent cases of hauntings uh now their real life reports was inspired the amityville horror story and the film franchise as the warrens come to the assistance of the perrin family who experienced increasingly disturbing events in their farmhouse in Rhode Island. So these are like stories that, that, that Ed and Warren, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren came out and talked about. And they've got a, uh, like, have you seen Annabelle? The, the, Part of the, it, yeah. The possessed doll? Okay, so Annabelle is housed in, like, Ed and Lorraine's basement. They have a special room. Where they go and they they do when they do these ghost hunts they take they take a, an article from that place that I guess is haunted and they stick it down in this museum. Yeah. So you know, so that's a, that's an interesting thing. I mean, Sean, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not sure that I would really want a a home full of you know um, uh, haunted artifacts in there. No, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I mean, I I saw a post the other day that was talking about there's this haunted house in uh, Rhode Island or somewhere up in New England, and it's uh, the house is for sale for like I don't know four hundred thousand. It's an old Victorian home, and uh, one of the main reasons why it's so cheap four hundred thousand is cheap for this house. I don't get that um, is because it's haunted and they can't get anybody to buy it, and you know, I would be very interested to do something like that. You know, go and go and look at something like that and try to try to see if there's actually uh you know, anything paranormal there. I mean, I personally have not had anything that I would call paranormal happen. Um, I mean I've had some weird things happen in my life, 
some things I just can't explain. But I don't look at anything as paranormal. Now, if I could find something that is and actually look into it and try to explain it and, and, and investigate it, that would be amazing. I would love to do that. You know, so if there's like some kind of haunted house or something that we could go to, uh, something we could set up and actually do a ghost hunt or whatever, that would be really cool. I'd be interested in that. You know, I mean, I played Ouija boards when I was young and stuff like that. I mean, that shit's just not real, you know? Well, Sean, here's an interesting article. Uh, This is coming from the express.ko.uk. And uh, according to leading experts, ghosts are a trick of the mind when the brain is still half asleep. This was actually published in June 22nd of 2020. Uh, And it's saying that uh, science believes they have a more rational explanation and theories that paranormal experiences are nothing to do with ghosts but to do with one's sleep patterns. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, yeah, it, it says professor of psychology at Goldsmiths University, Alex Gregory, believes there are several ways in which sleep disruption can be confused with ghosts. One of the ways is through sleep paralysis. Uh, however, around 8% of people retain some form of consciousness when they are in this REM state. So, and that's the whole when you're, you know, when you're sleeping and shit and the ghost comes out, but I don't know if I buy. I don't know though. This 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 whole half asleep thing. Maybe when it comes to like sleep paralysis, but I don't know if I buy that, Sean. Uh, in certain cases where you know, like you've been awake for a while and you're watching a camera, like the camera yeah. doesn't get tired, you know. So I don't know if I nor- really want to say that that's the definitive answer on the paranormal. Uh, maybe so, like, for like sleep paralysis, but but not, you know, the right. definitive answer. Well, like, okay, so, like, when I was in the Army, you know, we would be up, you know, doing uh, different things at night. Like, I was in the 82nd Airborne, so sometimes we would jump at 2 or 3 in the morning out of a perfectly good airplane. And then we would have to do maneuvers afterwards, you know, land nav or whatever. And uh, there were a couple times, you know, you'd just be so tired, you'd be standing there, you would you would literally see things in the middle of the woods that would freak you the fuck out. Now, people say because of sleep deprivation, people hallucinate, you know, um, and I, I, I would say I attest to that, you know, because it was definitely sleep deprivation. Uh, I'm out there in the middle of the woods in North Carolina, and, you know, you're, you're just seeing shadows and stuff out in your peripheral vision. You know, uh, I never saw any type of uh, apparition or anything. But um, like what you were just talking about, sleep paralysis, there is that legend of the old hag. You've heard about that, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying not to, you know, say hello to her or anything. but Okay, so the old hag is a <laughs> worldwide phenomenon. Uh, it's really big in Japan, uh, old Europe. And basically what happens is is that people will be just about asleep and they'll be laying in their bed and their their eyes get about like this. And all of a sudden, boom, there's the old hag right over their face. Can't move. They are paralyzed. And you're just like, oh, you know, nothing you can do. And it's right there, just right in your face. And it's a phenomenon that they say is caused uh, – it, it's something that happens in your brain just as you're about to go to sleep. 
And if you've had like a lot of stress in your day or, you know, physical stress, different things like that, it's something that can happen to a lot of people. Um, uh, again, I don't know about belief systems or anything. I don't know if you uh, might believe in God or not, if that affects any type of thing. I know that's never happened to me. I've never seen shadow people. I've never seen the old hag. I've never been, you know, with sleep paralysis, anything like that. Um, now, my wife will sleepwalk every now and then. She she kind of does some, you know, weird things. I woke up, and she's at the side of the bed. It's just like, don't kill me, <laughs> you know? Um <laughs> But, uh, um, you know, most of that's explained by science, you know, you know, because of different things that happen, it causes people to sleepwalk or whatever. You know, people can be on Ambien and sleepwalk and different things like that. So, uh, again, Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure uh, what it is that people see or why they see it. Um, I sent you this because... Six possible scientific reasons for ghosts. Okay, yeah, I'm going to read that real quick. It's it's, uh, it's interesting that it says 45% of Americans. That's 45% of Americans believe in ghosts, with a, with as many as 18% of those going as far as to say they've had contact with a ghost. Now, here's what's interesting to me, Sean. I'm I'm an animal lover. You know, I I, uh, I have a, a black lab, and. Uh, yeah. Don't know what the hell he's mixed with. Some say Pitt, some say Rottweiler, but you know he's never done it. But the interesting part of that article, and I know you said you're going to read it uh, as we go here, but uh, the thing, someone on occasion, this lady has said that her dog has refused to stop barking at what appears to be an empty corner of the house. Now we all know that that it, it, dogs do and animals do have a heightened sense of awareness and things of that nature. And I've seen stories of that, but I was just looking at these six possible scientific reasons for ghosts, and it's very interesting to me. Like, I'm trying to figure out where mold comes into play. Now, maybe mold having some kind of mental, uh, uh, you know, you know, a brain effect. Uh, in fact, I believe that's what it's saying. Let's yeah. see. Yes. Low frequency sound, mold, carbon monoxide, the power. That's the one that I was talking about with taps was the power of suggestion, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, drafts. And then we just, like, number six. I think that we, we that, you know, and a lot of people say, you know, well, we, we thrive on being being afraid. Uh, and that's where I think that that if they did a show where, where you know, at, maybe they they didn't tell you, okay, hey, you know, we've seen this here and we've seen this here because let's be honest. I mean, the mind is a very powerful thing and fear, I think, allows us to harness more, uh, you know, applications of the mind and it allows us to open up more. And I think the mind can can manifest things that aren't there uh, right. from the power of suggestion or, you know, uh, what do you call it? Anticipation. You know, oh, I'm going to anticipate that something's going to happen tonight. So as I'm watching Sean's monitor, I see this big blue light up. Now, obviously, it's a monitor of some sort or a television. But if you're if you're going into something with the act of thinking it's paranormal, then, you know, you could scare yourself into thinking that it was something more. Um, right. Like like I'm talking to you now, like if you saw something like really freaky or whatever behind me while I was sitting here trying to text Michael or whatever um, and you didn't say anything, number one, you're a dick. 
you know, because I'm about to get killed. Um, but no, I mean, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing about the paranormal that I wish would happen. You know, here we are we're live on a show. We're talking about the paranormal. Why doesn't stuff happen while people are doing stuff live? You know, I've seen a lot of videos where chairs move in the middle of the night or, or little statues will move, you know, different things like that. Uh, but you, you just don't see any concrete evidence. Well, and I, and I wish that, that, that uh, Michael was on the show for a brief minute because, you know, Michael uh, was the, was a producer for me when I was running um, Behind the Curtain. And we did an episode one night with uh, Greg. I forgot Greg's name, but he was in North Carolina. He was a, he hosted the Haunted Ghost Tour. And we were highlighting, you know, we were doing a – I had come up with a, uh, with a thing. I was interviewing someone from each state, and I was doing like the 50 states Haunted Ghost Tours, you know, tour or whatever. And uh, this guy happened to be in North Carolina, so I covered him with North Carolina. And he told the story of this lady who was married to a man, and the, the guy worked in a, in a power plant or some sort. And I guess uh, he fell to a tragic accident, electrocution of some sort. And uh, she had involved herself with a man named Forrester. Now, uh, as I recall, like I said, I wish Michael was here because I had actually went and was listening to the podcast the next day to go over what I could do better or, or how I could make it better. And right. anyways... So I'm listening to this podcast, and 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 uh, all of a sudden I'm like, you know, she met so and so, and I'm I'm, rec- I'm recanting the story back to him, and I paused for a brief second after I said, well, now wasn't she involved with this gentleman? Uh, and I said I can't remember his name, and then when I said that, I paused for a brief second. Nobody else communicated, and you literally in the freaking very faint background, you hear this this. Forrester. And then, you know, right. like immediately, like immediately, like the guy started saying dude's name before that was even finished. He was like, Forrester, yeah, his name was Forrester. Or maybe I said that and he and he agreed with it. So, but, so I called him back and we played the audio for him. I played it for Adrian Scalp over at Arkansas River Valley Paranormal. And uh, they, it was unexplainable, you know, and, and, and Michael heard it as well. I called Michael up on the phone and I said, what are you doing? He's like, I'm working. And I was like, I don't care about that. Listen to this. And I played it for him. I said, go back and listen to this. It was like time stamped it like 29 minutes and 30 seconds into the show. And literally we, we played that. We we just kept playing that over and over. And I went in and actually edited that portion out to a sound file just for the purpose of the show. And, uh, it was crazy. I mean, it was absolutely insane. And yeah, so if he comes on, we we can talk about that. And you know, there's a couple of other experiences that he can talk to you about. Uh, you know, one of the experiences yeah. that we had, Sean, uh, that that I found in, that was really creepy uh, was the uh, the and I don't know if you were around at the time, but we we interviewed uh, Father Mike Maginot of the no, Toya no. Ammons. Okay. Well, it was me. Well, I mean, I know it was me and Michael that did the interview, 
but I don't know if you were around the, the radio station at the time when we were doing that show, but uh, Latoya Ammons had, uh, there was an exorcism, or an exorcism, so there was a lot of unexplainable things at her home in Indianapolis. Uh, and Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures actually bought the house. But we interviewed the priest who did the exorcism that night. And, you know, uh, when Michael, if Michael can join at some point, I mean, holy hell, like the the, the curtains, you know the blinds, you know mini blinds? You know yeah. what metal mini blinds are? Yeah, of course. Uh, like we're interviewing this guy, and, and he mentions the fact that he's not going to mention this demon's name that possessed him. And so right. we were like, yeah, whatever. So I Googled it, and I found the name. And I spoke the name, and the, the, the freaking mini blinds, Sean, were like, <sighs> they fluttered. Really? It was crazy. So, yeah. I don't know if you've had actually any experience funny. like that before. <laughs> um, I, like, okay, so uh, Michael's going to come on here in a minute. He's finishing dinner. Um, so he, he does know that, that you want to talk to him about that and, and tell me the story. Um as far as well, paranormal, anything like that has happened. What? I said when you get a minute, uh, unless he's coming, is he coming on the show or is he coming on blog talk? Uh, he's going to do both, I believe. Okay, well, so, uh, I'm going to send this to you. You'll have to, you'll have to actually share that link so he can join the stream as well. Uh, okay, it's in your deal. So yeah. Okay. Um, but no. Uh, one one of my uh, ex ex witches, I'm sorry, wives. Um, she was really into uh, play, playing with a Ouija board, and uh, you know, one night we're we're playing the Ouija board and everything, and you know, some freaky shit happens uh, as far as the Ouija board is concerned, and um, I can't explain it. I don't know what actually happened. I think I was being fucked with. Um. I tried to use the same board by myself with another person later on, about three or four weeks later, I couldn't get the damn thing to work. And it it always seemed to always work when she was around. So I I, I highly suspect that she was the one manipulating the the cursor and and just trying to, you know, play the game or whatever. But, um, you know, you mentioned the demon thing. That was what was kind of weird was like this – you know, supposedly this demon spelled out its name or whatever, and you had to close the board out or whatever. Well, you know, like five or six years later, uh, we played another one at a friend's house. And, of course, she was playing, and that demon's name showed up. So I, I, I was highly suspect as far as, like, was she fucking with us or not. Um, I mean, to this day, I think so. Um, I've never really played with one since. If anybody, you know, wanted to call in and talk about Ouija boards or anything like that, one three four seven nine eight nine one one seven one, share your experience. That would be really cool. Um, maybe we should just do one one time. You know, me, you, and Michael sit around and just try it and see if it fucking works. Because I don't think it works. It's at your house. We're doing it at your house. I'm not inviting that shit in. I've got no roommates for me. Um, yeah, we can do it. We can do it at my house. That'd be cool. So, I mean, have you had? Sean, have you had an instance? Uh, we we know the we know the bookmark instance, you know that that you talked yeah. about uh, the, the obituary. But have you had an instance of an unexplained phenomena that maybe occurred around? Because I've got probably five or six of them that I could go into a small detail about. 
uh, as far as that goes? No, personally, I have never heard nor seen anything that I would consider paranormal. I've had a couple of weird things happen in my life that I can't really explain. Um, that, that thing that you mentioned, the obituary thing, that, that, that's kind of weird how that happened. It might be just a really strange coincidence, but I don't know. You know, when I, when I was a person of faith, I used to use that talking to people as evidence of my faith. But I really don't believe that anymore, and I, I just think it's a strange coincidence of what actually happened. Now, I don't want to discredit anybody or what they believe because a lot of people believe in ghosts and the paranormal and things like that. I just would like to see empirical evidence that actually shows me that it's real. Okay. Well, and, and so, so, so one of the most famous stories, I guess, that I have, and uh, to this day I still can't explain it, and I've never felt uneasy about the situation, but uh, down at Cook's Landing, this was back before the Big Damn Bridge was constructed, if anybody knows where the Big Dam Bridge is, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, used to be, uh, before the Big Dam Bridge, it was just a really isolated uh, area where the North Little Rock Hydro Plant and the Murray Lock and Dam channeled the Arkansas River. Well, we used to catfish down there quite a bit. And so around 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, completely, you know, and, and you always have to start one of these off with, you know, your credentials not your ghost hunting credentials, but the fact that you were stone cold sober and, you know, and so here we are, we're just kicking it, uh, we're, we're kicking it on this, uh, you know, we're fishing and, and this pier, Sean's probably a good 15, 20 yards long, you know, a lot of space. And so my buddy's down at the other end down there fishing and I'm fishing closer to the end and I'm having this conversation, I guess. With who I thought was a, gen- a black gentleman, with a pair of overalls on, and 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 he's doesn't look like anything out of the ordinary. Just an, another guy down there fishing, and I had like a five to ten minute conversation with this guy, and my buddy comes walking up, and uh, he was like, "Hey man," I said, "Hey man, what's up?" He goes, "What are you doing? Who are you talking to?" And I said, "The, the guy right here." And, uh, of course, my buddy doesn't see the guy or anything. I said, well, he must have just left, I guess. Uh, well, anyway, so we, you know, kind of weird. Didn't think anything about it after that. You know, it's like, whatever, you know. I'm, maybe he just didn't see him. It was dark, you know, and he could have faded into the shadow going up the hill or whatever. So uh, the next day, you know, we come down there. And I'm like, hey, that's that guy, that's that guy. So we go down to talk to him, and I'm like, hey, man, what's up, buddy? My buddy's right behind me because we fished out there, like, for a long time uh, every day. Uh, and he's like, I say, hey, man, you was down here last night. And he goes, he just looks at me, Sean. Sean, he look, you know that look you get when somebody's like, you know, kind of like in Pee Wee Herman when uh, when he goes, tell him Large Marge sent you. And I was right in the bar, yeah. like, well, I got that look, you know, and uh the guy goes, man, what, you know, and so he'd asked me to describe the guy. Apparently it was this guy's brother, and like a week before that had fallen into the Arkansas River and had drowned. And so he fished down there all the time, but he drowned like a week before that or something. And 
So right. like that's my thing. I don't you know I don't know, but like the only uh, evidence that I can support for that, and I'm no actor. I'm not, you know I'm not an actor by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I was having a you know it's very hard for someone who's not trained in that in that art that skill to carry on a, a conversation back and forth with no hesitation, no pauses. Just a general, like the general conversation that me and you are having right now. If I tried to replicate this conversation without any response from you whatsoever, and I had to formulate a response based on a made-up response that you're making, it's not as fluid as the conversation. We were. And that's what my buddy said. My buddy said, "Dude, you were having a fluid conversation." He said, "It was like you were talking to the guy. There was no hesitation. There was no pauses. The subject matter was was detailed about what you were talking about." And I said. Well, that's because the son of a bitch was there. But uh, you know, but I mean, it's weird, and I don't know what it was. It could have been, could have been, I don't know. But that—that's one of the stories that I have, and I know a lot of people are probably going, "You," but no, I wasn't. I was absolutely stone cold sober, you know, and and it wasn't tired because we had only been up for several hours. You know, we had woke up to go fishing. Right. So that is a uh... so. That 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 is definitely interesting, um, a weird story, um, and I don't want to discount it because I wasn't there. I don't know. Obviously, you saw something, you know, something that you can't explain. So that's that's why I like, that's why I like the unexplained. Is because you know I want to try to figure it out. I want to try to try to get into it. But having not been there, it's really difficult, you know. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely like to know to, to learn more about such types of experiences like that. Now, let me ask you this: Do you believe, with 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 scientific, with science being what it is, the other story that I have is a very interesting story, and it's calibrated by, or it's corroborated by fact that at the time of this visual, this this one instance occurred, which I'll tell you about. So when I was married. I've only been married once. Uh, my yeah, my ex-wife at the time, an ex-wife now, but my wife at the time would go to bed around nine thirty, ten o'clock. Uh, and me being more of a night owl, uh, or later, you know, I usually I can go to bed around one o'clock in the morning. I'm up at six forty-five. You know, be ready to be at work by eight o'clock, no problem. Uh, so I would stay up, <clears throat> and I would call my buddy on the phone and I was like, Hey man, what's up? You know, we would talk, you know, back and forth, you know, because that, you know, I wasn't interrupting her. I was outside. I was smoking cigarettes at the time. Uh, so I'd go outside, smoke a couple of cigarettes and talk to him for a little while. So here's the deal. I'm in my front yard, Sean. And I know I have a, you know, the old flip phones, what we were using back then. And, uh, right. I looked up out of the corner of my eye. I saw this lady, a walk across the front yard basically real quickly. She was wearing like a white, uh, it was a figure of, a, of an older lady wearing like a white nightgownish type thing. I looked at my phone because I told my buddy, I said, hey man, I just saw, I told him what I saw. It kind of creeped me out, you know, out at the house. I was like, what the hell? So it's like one thirty in the morning. There's a key part to that one thirty in the morning. The next day, my buddy calls me, and he goes, guess what happened last night? And I said, what? He goes, Ruth died. Well, Ruth was my 
ex-girlfriend's grandmother, she passed away at one thirty that morning. And she okay, always that's wore weird. that is weird and I'm not I'm not not saying it's anything. It's just one of those weird things that you're like the you know, if it's a coincidence, it's a hell of a coincidence. Right. Like I don't know if she was Well that Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well that's like that whole eleven eleven phenomenon that people tend to look at the uh the clock when it's eleven eleven, you know, the whole numerology thing. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that there's any truth to that, if there's anything weird that happens at 11, 11, 11 or whatever. Um, but it's interesting. I've woke up several times uh, in my life and just kind of been like, huh, it's 11, 11. Okay. And went right back to sleep. Now, my grandmother yeah. liked, liked to tell a story about when I was born, and this was before she even saw me. I was, I was born in California, and she was here in Arkansas. And supposedly the night I was born – she had a dream and actually she says she woke up and looked at the foot of her bed and there was my great grandfather who had just recently died and he was rocking in a rocking chair like I am right now. And he was holding a baby and he just looked up at my grandmother and said, that's a fine boy and was gone. Now, I mean, I was a little kid when she told me that it freaked me the fuck out, you know? Um, yeah. I never met the guy. I don't know anything about him, you know, except that uh, he used to own some land out in England, and and you know everybody called him Mr. Bill. Um, but uh, you know that that was something she believed in the paranormal. She thought that that had actually happened. So uh, I don't know. Again, nothing, I mean, nothing like that. Yeah. No, and that's if the thing. Anybody, that's weird. How do you explain that, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do? You, how do you like, uh, for instance, you said the grandfather story. Sean, you remember Jim, don't, don't you? Uh, my friend Jim Simpson. Yeah. Worked at Map. Yeah. So his grandfather died, and his grandmother right. would would tell stories of. Now, obviously, they were married for a long time, and she loved him. So maybe it was just wanting to remember. She said that she would walk in the bedroom where he died, and he would be digging in the uh, in the uh, what do you call it the dresser drawer. And I'm like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> I, that's me. <laughs> like, like I lo- well, like, look, I love, I love my grandmother to death, and I would probably give anything to see her again. But at the same time. I'm not supposed to be seeing you right now. You know, I'm not supposed to. You're, you've moved on. Right. Um, so right. yeah, but it would and, be weird. <laughs> I mean, one of the one of the interesting things I got to do when uh, when I was younger. I had just been out of the military. Uh, this was 1999, 2000. I went to the famous Winchester House. Now, have you heard of this? Oh, is that the is that the uh, is that the house with the the Winchester rifles and it was built. In odd shapes to keep spirits from doing whatever. Yes, I saw that on. Yeah, I actually saw that on a documentary. It's a pretty freaking interesting. Now I paid to go on a tour, and it's really interesting. You know the story that they say old lady Winchester was told during a séance that she needed to continuously build on this house, and if she ever stopped, she would die. So she hired. Now she was a she was a billionaire in her day, so she hired a group of carpenters, 
and that's exactly what they did. According to what these tour guides said, uh, for 30 years they built onto this house extra rooms, doors that went to the outside uh, from the third floor that just opened up and you'd fall to your death, Um, staircases that went to the ceiling, uh, all sorts of crazy things. All the windows had 13 panes. You know, she was really big into the 13. And then there were stories about how there were cubby holes where she could, like, stand and she could listen to everybody as they were talking on the third floor all the way down to the first floor. So she knew if somebody was, you know, talking shit about her or not. But the legend goes that the carpenters uh, went on strike because the carpenters union had called for a strike and she died that very day, which is kind of creepy. You know, now I did my tour in the middle of the day. They used to do midnight tours where you could go through with just like a little flashlight thing. And uh, yeah, I was too chicken shit to do that. Because at the time, it kind of freaked me out, uh, you know, to be in there at night. Um, but, you know, I would go back in a heartbeat at this. I think that it would be really cool. Um, but, you know, that, that, that was just an interesting thing that I went through. And it's, it's, it's a piece of San Jose, California history that is uh, – it's just it's, – it's kind of cool. Whether you believe or not, if you ever get the chance to go, you should fucking go, man. It's really cool. You know, another one too, Sean, I think it's a California thing, is the uh, Queen Mary. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the boat? Oh, the, yeah, the boat. Yeah, the big ship. Yeah, my dad actually went went on there, didn't experience anything, but I think he was just on there for, had nothing to do with that. I think he was doing the whole uh, tourism thing on it. But, uh, you know, they say that in the pool house that there can be, you'll see white, wet feet prints, running about, uh, it's supposedly very haunted. Uh, you know, another, okay, I don't know, Sean, if, if, it, if it's really, how did, here's another one, I guess I'll go ahead and explain. Uh, at the, in North Little Rock, it's no longer there now, it's actually been remodeled into a, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's a place where you go when you're on uh, probation uh, for, for the state police. But it used to be an old bowling alley, and I used to be a mechanic in the back. And so oh, that's over there. That's over there off Pike Avenue. Yeah, it was Pike Lanes back in the day. Yeah, I know exactly. I pass it. Uh, I pass it almost every day. So back in the day, you know, the bowling alley. You know, you had entrances going up to the front of the of the of the house on each side of the machines on each corner. Excuse me. But you were back there, and you're by yourself. And it was supposedly haunted. So one day, one evening, I was in there working, and we were open, so it wasn't no big deal. But uh, I was actually working on something under the machine, and there was a ghost supposedly back there. It was a former mechanic that had been there for years, and he died. And I guess he loved it so much he never left, supposedly. But I was working on something, and I needed a half-inch socket. And I had not brought one with me, and the sockets were actually at least a good five lanes down. And I said, man, I really wish I had that half-inch socket. No shit. A half-inch socket fell onto the pin deck where I was sitting. And it was the actual socket from the wall that had been taken off the wall, but I was the only one back there. So it's just like these things that happen, and I never explain them, and they never really bug me. I don't actually go, yeah. what the hell was that? I just, just these little odd things that have happened over time right. that kind of 
make me, you know, literally, I think to myself, okay, so maybe there is something to this paranormal thing. Okay, so let's do a litmus test real quick. And if, if, if you believe, say yes, if you don't know. And I'll kind of respond at the same time. So do you believe in ghosts? Yes. See, I, I would say no. How about UFOs? As far as like unidentified yes. flying objects with aliens inside of them. Uh, yes, I actually do. I, I do. Okay, so again, I would say no. Uh, now, are there unidentified flying objects that we don't know what they are? I would say yes, but I don't think that they're little green men visiting the Earth. Um, how about Bigfoot or things like the Loch Ness Monster? I, I would have to say yes on those because I think there are creatures out there that exist that we don't know about. I mean, it's a vast okay. – there's a vast population out there that we probably don't know about. I mean, it may not be okay. – like, what was it, Nessie? Was it Nessie? Was that it? The Loch Ness yeah. Monster? They called yeah. her Nessie? Yeah. I right. mean, the Loch, Ness, the Loch Ness Monster is supposedly a Palladiosaurus um, that somehow escaped extinction during the extinction event that killed most of the dinosaurs, and it's there in Loch Ness in Scotland. So, uh, again, I'm a skeptic. Uh, you're a believer in a lot of these things. Um, and that's why we do the show, because we, we, we really want to talk about it and actually look at it from two different angles. Um, how would you look at the moon landings? Would you say that that was a hoax or that we actually did that? Well, I know the big theory is that it was produced in Hollywood, like in a, in a theater. Uh, right. But I think that we, I mean, I think that we went. I don't see why, you know what I'm saying? I think, had they ever, like, did that disintegrate up there or something? Did they ever, like, have we ever been back to the moon and got the flag? Was it up there? No, we've never gone back to the moon, but they're talking about going in the next 10 years. So hopefully they do. Um, yeah, go ahead. What do you believe on that? Because I've never really – I mean, I've watched it, I, but I've never discounted it. I, I feel like we went. I believe, I believe 100% that we went to the moon and that there's no reason to dispute that. There, there, there's just so much evidence that actually supports that. Now, how about – the shape of the earth do you believe we let we live on a round sphere or are we on a flat earth i believe we're in a round sphere okay okay now there are there are millions of people all over the planet that believe that we're on a flat earth now i would love to talk to people that actually do that i actually met a guy in memphis when i was working there temporarily trying to help out the facility that i was at this dude, no matter what you said, he believed we were on a flat earth. And I was like, dude, just go on a plane, and you'll see the curvature of the earth. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't do it. Yeah. He, he, he absolutely refused to believe that we were on a round planet. And I was like, what about all the other planets? He said it was all a hoax by NASA. And I was like, really? He's like, man, there's videos all over YouTube. And I was like, you got to get off YouTube, man. That, shit, that shit's poison, you know? Yeah, I mean – well, I mean, you can look about, at the moon when it when it comes out in the in right. the earth, you know, in the right. sky. It's what the okay. <laughs> how, how about Atlantis? The lost city of Atlantis. Yeah. Um. Maybe. I don't know. I really haven't looked into it much. Okay. Um. 
as far as the pyramids go, uh, we know who built most of the pyramids, but the Great Pyramid in Gaza, they don't know who actually built that. You know, do, do you think that might have been ancient aliens, or do you think mankind actually did that one? Uh, I probably humans. I would imagine. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Okay. How about Stonehenge? Do you ever think about that? Yes, I've seen that, uh, and I know that it supposedly was formed by. Was that formed by uh, like an alien thing? Supposedly, those rocks were pretty freaking heavy, and they're oh. balanced pretty amazingly. So, I mean, it's a possibility. Oh, so anyway, Sean is 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 talking. Uh, right now on the thing So uh, But yeah we were talking about Stonehenge just a minute ago So But uh, yeah so Lost him on there but we are all live on video Here uh, Don't have him Sean on blog talk but we do have him On the live video So I'm not sure exactly what's Going on with, with that But uh, legit um, Crop circles um, you know, a whole host okay, of you other there? things. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, that was really. I don't know what happened. My Scotty, my cousin Scotty butt dialed me, so I had to, you know, I, I recently had a, an <laughs> aunt die, so I was kind of seeing what was going on. Was that Red Boots? Is the one that called you? Uh, that Red Boots. Yeah, he, he's one of those. Cons- yeah, he's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We won't go into that here, but uh, no, I mean right. Stonehenge is is a really, really cool thing that that the the way it's laid out and the the way the rocks are. I mean, you know, for when it was done, they would have had to have had some major things to do that. I think, but I mean, it's it's more than capable that humans did that. But I don't know. I mean. I would say I was a little, I may be a little fifty-fifty on that one. So you you've watched shows like uh, Ancient Aliens and things like that, right? Do you believe yeah. like ancient aliens may have influenced humankind back in the past? I mean, there's a, but see, that's what I think is that you know, and one of my reasons for potentially believing in things of that of that nature is that I just I don't think that we we really know the vastness of of the universe. Uh, and, you know, and then it doesn't, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, and I believe in, I'm a religious individual. And so you can't believe in aliens and believe in the Bible. And I, I, I don't know. I don't, I think you can't. Because I think that we're okay. just a small okay. blip on a chalkboard as far as, that goes. We don't know what's outside of a particular thing only because it takes what uh, a million years to get to the outer edge of our solar system that we know of. Not if quite. you were to travel it, or however long it's, it's a long time though. That's definitely not a lifetime. Well, it's past a human lifetime. Well, no. Uh, Voyager one and Voyager two were launched in the seventies. Um, I forget exactly what year, but it was the 1970s, and they reached the outer part of our solar system um, like 10 years ago. 
So huh. it took it took them like thirty it took them thirty to forty years to reach the outer edges of our solar system. And that was going, you know, not I mean obviously faster than the speed of sound. They weren't going at the speed of light, but they were going as fast as anything that has been created by man can go at that point. You know, and you and you just look at, at mankind's ability to, to create an engineer. Now obviously there were major design flaws in the Concorde, but, you know, that was a big deal back then to watch the Concorde, you know, break the sound right. barrier. <coughs> um, excuse me. And uh, so, you know, I don't know. There's a been, you know, maybe there is. Uh, I don't have any definitive proof on, on any of it, but maybe I don't know if I'm, I, I don't know if I really go as super far as like going complete 100% aliens. But it is interesting that some of the technology that we have uh, that was presented in a time when you wouldn't feasibly think it was possible for it to be created. I mean, that's – who knows? Right. I mean, um, if you can so, if you can buy the theory of evolution, I don't understand how you can't buy the theory that there may be an, an intelligent life form outside of the human race out there somewhere. That that if you buy okay. the theory of, of of monkeys evolving into what we are now, less hair, right. you know, uh, forms of communication, things. I mean, it, to me, it could be possible. Okay, so like a, a, a lot of people that don't believe in God are agnostic. That's kind of what you just described, and they don't necessarily believe in a God, but they think there might be a possibility. They're open to the possibility that 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 might be you know the case. Uh, I personally don't, um, just because uh, there are philosophical arguments against that as far as what I believe. Um, But if you want to say anything is possible to be a free thinker, well, then maybe something might have had a hand in the creation of this universe. Okay. If I see evidence for that, well, then I would love to say, okay, there's a possibility for that. Me personally, I haven't seen it. But you being a believer, you know, I understand because I used to be. You see what I'm saying? You have a belief system that, that, that you've held most of your life, whereas I actually unhitched myself from that actual belief system and have looked for other possibilities as far as, you know, science, reason, um, the Big Bang, did these things happen? The difference between religion and, and, and I would say pure science is that religion says they have all the answers. And, and science says, well, we don't know everything, but we're still trying to find out, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I, th- I think that's the honest argument that science puts out there. Um, and again, it's a philosophical argument as far as why I don't believe. And I don't, I probably shouldn't get into that. But if we ever want to talk about angels and demons and different things like that and evidences for such things, I'm very interested in finding out, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, but, and you know, some, some, some people, I guess I would be of the mindset that, that if, you know, maybe, because we don't have a definitive answer on any of it, really. We don't. Uh, if you look in text and, and you know, of the of biblical times, so, you know, there's a there's a possibility that that evolution could have been the tool that that was used to create human humans 
you know, if, if, if you believe in that. You know, so we don't know. Right. I mean, we don't know. I mean, God, if, if you believe in God, God may have used evolution as his process to create human beings. We just have a story that out of right. nowhere came Adam, and then a rib was removed from Adam and made, you know, Eve, and then Eve bore the fruit of the of the tree and, and created sin and the issue is a free will uh, at that point. Right. So, I mean, who knows? Well, that's a story that we're told. And it could be true. It could not be true. I mean, it is what it is. Right. Uh, but who knows what exact? Because we don't even have a, you know, the, the, everybody goes well seven days. Well, do we really even know what the calendar time system was? Like, like for instance, the Mayans. You know, the Mayan calendar ends at what twenty something? Twenty? What was it? Twenty? What did the Mayan calendar? Twenty twelve. It was twenty twelve. Yeah. You know, and the running joke about that is, is that you know. The Mayans could tell the future, but they never saw DeSoto's ass coming around the corner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they could read all right. you know, So, you know, but I mean, and, and that's like, I guess, like, not getting away from the paranormal talk, but, you know, uh, I've also been places where, where, okay, MacArthur Museum, it's been in the news here recently because they just removed the statues of MacArthur and all them off the lawn, but uh, uh, the wait, tower, wait, wait, the watchtower. they, they they removed the statue of MacArthur? Yes, it's been taken down at the MacArthur Museum, War Museum. What? Why? Why MacArthur? They're, I don't know. There was, they, they took the statues down. That's all I know. But MacArthur was a United States general. He didn't, he didn't fight for the Confederacy or anything like that. Why would you remove MacArthur? He's a hero. I don't dude. know. I don't know. They they took it. I'll be. I'm not going anywhere. I still have my phone, but uh, I don't know. I don't right. know why they took it down, but they did. Uh, okay, so we de- we definitely have to look into that and find out what's going on. I got I got I got to do some research and talk about that on tomorrow night's show. Um, uh, wow, I didn't I didn't know that. That 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 bothers me. Um, but uh, yes, if you go to, no. if you go to Facebook, you'll yeah. see it. They took it down. And uh, but anyway, uh so there's a, so and Michael, uh, we actually took behind the curtain to the um, we actually took behind the curtain to uh, what is that thing? Uh, they took uh, we took the show to the to the paranormal expo there in that they have yearly. They were going to have it this year, but COVID. 19 has is, is, is disbanded that this year, but I tell you, Sean, if you, if you want to talk about paranormal, if you go to that, they bring in a ton of speakers on aliens, Bigfoot, uh, ghosts, yeah. and they bring in some of the bigger, and they have vendors that sell items and, you know, booths and such, but we took Talk Radio 49 in there, and uh, the night we were setting up for it, uh, we got to do a ghost hunt, and it was me and Jim were actually there uh, after we dropped all the right. equipment off and set up the computer and stuff. And, and you know, me, you know, I was like, eh, I'll go up in that watchtower. I messed up about it. I went up there. As we were going up the stairs, this, this lady that was associated with the building was visibly startled, you know. You can tell when somebody's visual, visually startled. She literally runs back back down the stairs and refuses to go back up into the watchtower, claiming that there was a shadow figure 
that was staring at her at the top of the stairs. Well, I continued to go up walking. Jim goes up walking. We shut the door. We're in there for like 30 minutes, just sitting around, walking around, flashlighting, filming. I got my camera. I'm filming camera phone. Saw absolutely nothing, nothing. But, you know, maybe she did, and it, it decided that maybe it had a presence and a connection with her. She'd been there forever. So, I don't know. It's one of those things. So is there a paranormal investigative society here in Arkansas? The the one that I am familiar with myself is the Arkansas River Valley Paranormal Society. And I've actually interviewed okay. Adrian Scalf of the the host of that several times. Um yeah, you can go to that. They I don't know if they've done any haunts lately. They had actually at the time we were doing that they had actually offered, or I had actually made the comment that I'd like to do a live show from a ghost hunt one time, and they said, yeah, we'd be down to do that. Uh, so I think it would be cool to do, but we talked about it, and we talked about ghosts and things like that. But, yeah, but you can go to, like, it's on Facebook, uh, Arkansas River Valley Paranormal Society. Uh, it was pretty cool, though. They... Uh, they're out of like the River Valley area, which would be Russellville, in that area. Um, I'm looking to see if they're even still in existence on Facebook. Right. Uh, let's see. There they uh, Arkansas. Or, no, excuse me. I take that back, Sean. It's River Valley Paranormal. River okay. Valley River Paranormal. Uh, RVP. Yes. RVP. Yes. <laughs> and uh, like, yes, that is. Yes, that is it. And um, there's, a, you know, you know, this page hasn't. I don't know. Well, it's May nineteenth now. Yes, yes. If you go to their page, Sean, Bigfoot prints at the Crater of Diamonds in Murfreesboro. And I don't know if you see that. Oh shit! <laughs> Speaking of that, well, there it is. The it's based out of out, uh, Fort Smith. Yeah, check this out. The Arkansas Paranormal Expo uh, is slated for October the 3rd and 4th, but I think it's been canceled. Uh, but you can go to Arkansas uh, Paranormal Expo on Facebook and see that as well. That's, that's canceled, yes. It's been canceled. The 10th year, damn it. Yeah, I, I see that now. But, yeah, if you go check that out, yeah, we, too, it's pretty cool. We they, need to get you know, some of these. We need to get some of these guys on the show and talk to them about, like, they're doing Bigfoot research. They're doing ghosts. Um, Hey, look. Speaking of that, uh, it's already gone and come and gone. But uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, April 10th through the 12th, uh, George Norrie was going to be the headliner at the Ozark Mountain UFO Conference in Eureka Springs. That's pretty cool. Really? Yes, I would so. <laughs> cool. I love. I loved. I used to listen to George Norrie for years after Art Bell had left the show, mm-hmm. uh, and I used to listen to Art Bell. In fact, there was there. There's one show in particular that I really loved that Art Bell did. I was living in Las Vegas at the time. I was driving home from work, and he said that in Russia they had dug a pit, and it was the deepest 
pit that mankind had ever dug on the face of the planet. And at one point, they dropped a microphone down in the middle of this pit, and they got it down as far as they could. And when they hit record, and then they hit play, the only way I could describe what I heard is having grown up in a religious home most of my life, it sounded like what I had always been told what hell would be. Millions of people screaming in agony, you know, in pain. Now, could it have been forged? Was it something that somebody just recorded to freak people out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, But at the time, like when I heard this, because it was so disturbing, I actually had to pull over, you know, and get out of my car for a second and be like, whoa, you know. I'm sure if you look at Coast to Coast uh, on their archives, you could probably find that. But man, are you talking about uh, the big hole that they dug and yeah, they dropped the microphone down and it was yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, You know, and and that really bothered me. Scared the shit out of me with shadow people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nori talks about that too, man. The shadow people would just kind of freak me out. George would talk about it. I remember before George went off the air, man, how he would talk about the UFOs. He was out there in uh, uh in Nevada. Uh, just outside of uh, uh, Las Vegas, it was it was Perup, Nevada, where they have all the uh, you know uh, whorehouses. And uh, I wouldn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he went off. He went off the air just mysteriously for like a couple of weeks, and then it turns out he said the government had taken all of his computers and everything that he had, and then he retired. Uh, and that was it. George Norrie took over. So. Yeah, it was really it was really weird. That was a weird time because, uh, yeah, again, I was living in Vegas at the time when that was going on, so I thought it was kind of strange. Well, Donald Spitz, you probably know him, Sean, has said that it was actually the Capitol Guard statue that was removed uh, for repair Thursday after an unknown chemical was used to vandalize the Confederate monument, causing discoloration, oh, yeah? according to MacArthur Park spokesman. Yeah, so... But now, I remember this being several weeks ago. Okay, okay. Uh, Donald, uh, Donald's my partner with uh, Sci-Fi Visions. So uh, a big shout-out yeah, to Donald right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's an awesome guy. He does a lot of graphic arts and different things like that. So uh, you see his name on there right now, Donald Spick. Go check out his page. He's got a whole lot of art, uh, sci-fi related, different things like that. That, that's a cool dude uh, The fact he looked it up before we did uh, Yeah I dropped I dropped the ball there Donald sorry about that But yeah I've been to that museum article. Yeah It's a pretty cool little museum It is it is a cool museum You know I took the kids to go see it It's all about you know MacArthur obviously Because he's from Arkansas uh, A lot of people don't know that And uh, yeah I mean uh, it, It's war porn obviously you know, if you're into that kind of thing, I just thought it was like cool historical, you know, thing to go to and uh, to show my kids, hey, this is what happened in World War Two. And this was a big guy that was involved with it. Um, but uh, <laughs> I would like to go, you know, that is an old military barracks. I would like to go there and see if there's anything paranormal that actually happens in that building. I bet there is, according to, you know, well, that's, the, that's... The, the believers. Well, that's what you. I mean, that's what that's the, that watchtower is where I said that that's where supposedly that happens there. And I mean, there's supposedly a a figure that guards the watchtower 
But you know that whole area over there, Sean, is pretty historical. There's a, there's an old. If you go, in fact, um, there's a lady that uh, has a book. You can pick it up on Amazon. I actually had a copy that I paid for when we interviewed her, Linda. I forgot her last name now, Linda something. But uh, it's called Haunted Arkansas. She does a tour of downtown Little Rock, the old uh, the uh, cemetery and these older buildings. There's a and there's a home that was built by the guy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It's now used for weddings and such. And his wife right. lived there. Yeah. He died, and supposedly there's a whole bunch of haunt. You know, and these buildings are a couple of hundred years old, so, I mean, there's no telling what really could be there if you believe in that. I mean, I do. Right. I've never seen it, but, you know, I've never gone in there. You know, like the uh, state so, house I was telling you about, there's a couple of representatives that are supposedly walking around the old state house down, uh, downtown by the old uh, Peabody Hotel. And the and where right. and the what is that the, the theater that just got renovated, Robinson, Robinson. You know, because so this I, is back in the eighteen hundreds, they still conducted business. I think that we, as far as me and you, and maybe some paranormal investigators, should go out to a graveyard with a Ouija board and try to contact the dead. Well, have you heard? Well, I don't know if you've seen. You, you you know where Camp Robinson is, right? They have a ton of yeah. of, of uh, so there's a road off of Highway 89 in Mayflower. It's just before yeah. you get to that fishing pier, Pierce Creek. Yes, That's called I grew Clinton up road. out there. Yes, well, hey, I know well, Clinton exactly road what you're talking there. about. And used to. You could go down Clinton Road and back in there, and, and of course it was a military installation, but there's a cemetery back there that the yes. gravestones are like 1876, 1877. Well, here's the, another interesting story. We go out there. Jim is telling me about this place, and he's like, dude, you got to check it out. It's creepy. And, and if, you, if you've ever been back there, you know, it's a dirt road with woods on both sides. And, uh, wow, Sean. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, uh, there, we went back there one night and it was the weirdest thing. There was what appeared to be this set of red eyeballs kept following us through the woods. And no matter where we went, it went from one way to the other as we were leaving because we just got a real uneasy feeling. And, and, uh, you know, it's probably intuition of being somewhere we're probably not supposed to be, but, uh, you know, there's right. always those stories. You know, Mama Lou's Bridge in, in Lone Oak, where if you you turn your car off on the bridge and you get out and you say, Mama Lou, I have your baby three or four different times, and you try to get back in your car, it won't start. And it I, doesn't I, start for a few seconds. I've never tried it. But then you have the motorcycle guy on 365 over there at Woodson Lateral that supposedly yeah. follows you and then disappears. You also have the lady that, that you supposedly pick up and take home, and when you get to the home where she asks you to drop her off at, she's no longer in the vehicle. Several yeah. people have reported that being a sighting. Uh, there was an old house somewhere in Scott, Arkansas, that was dilapidated uh, and, and being and torn down and being, being it was falling apart for the most part. 
And supposedly, you you could go up to it in the evening and throw something at the house, and it would come flying back at you. That was one of the stories that was purported. So there's a, I think there's a lot more ghost stories in Arkansas that people that, that aren't documented, that are just you know handed down throughout, you know, these groups of people that have as they you know, all right, let's go because let's be honest. Uh, no, nah, I get you. See, no, I didn't. Uh, no, yeah, hell yeah, Paul. I'm not going to a fucking graveyard with my goddamn <laughs> spiritual cell phone. Kiss my ass. You know what I'm saying? Come on, <laughs> come on, let's do it, man. I think. I, I mean, think I'll all these film. places. Can I film it? I, yes, I think that all these places you just mentioned, we should go to each and every one, like you know, for for Facebook Live, and actually try what people have said. We'll, we'll get out. We'll we'll turn the car off. We'll do the Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Ah. You know, we'll we'll do all that. You know, <laughs> we'll do the Garden Light. We'll go to the the the, the, the cemetery. Uh, all that stuff. I think we should test each and every one of these like really weird urban legends. I think it would be fun. You know, and if the boogeyman gets me, then you win. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't I don't be scared. Know. Well, ah, I'll film it from a distance with a like a magnifying lens. <laughs> okay. No, I mean I don't know. I mean, you know, the old hospital that the old Baptist hospital that I believe they've torn down a majority of it now. Uh, it's up there by what about know, the old roots? What about the old St. Vincent Hospital? Well, it, what's the one that's over there off of four third or I thirty in Roosevelt? That uh, is the old that's hospital. Saint I think it's, okay. Well, now I don't know if you can go. I don't know even. I think they've actually they're using it now for something. But for a long time, it was abandoned because of uh, right because of asbestos, which was huge asbestos. back in the day. Right. But now, I mean, you always now, you always see cars there, and you always see security outside the building. Which, you know, I just always have thought, you know, oh, well, it's, you know, for the ATF or the CIA or whatever, um, because they just don't allow anybody in there. Who knows? Uh, I know my sister graduated nursing school, and that's where she worked before they built the new St. Vincent. And uh, it's a creepy old building. I'd love to get inside that building and look around and see all the shit that's still there. That would be great, dude. Middle of the night, no lights, nothing. Oh, yeah. I bet it yeah. scare the piss out of you. <laughs> well, and like, uh, like the uh, like the old wives' tale that was being passed around. We actually tried to go do it, but the police intercepted us before we made it. <clears throat> was uh, in Morton. There was an old, I don't know if it was a hospital, maybe it was a hospital that you could sneak onto, and there was a morgue at the bottom floor. And the rumor was, of course, if you went down to the morgue and you would never come back. Um, obviously somebody had to fucking talk about it, so they made it back. But uh you I, know, we tried I know to get exactly there. I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's an actual storeroom for the retail store in that building now. And people go inside that room every single day. It's just an urban legend. Well, I know, and I'm saying I guess in, I'm guessing back in the day though, I guess when it was a morgue they said that it was stuck before it was right. fixed up or whatever it was 
No, right. it would still probably be creepy to go look at. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, Donald so, says, I mean, could you, you imagine me and you in that building? I'd pay good money to see you and Brad do that. Look, $1,000 right now, and yeah. I'll go. 1000 bucks. I'm in. Hey, <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. If, if you want to see something funny, if Brad and I went down to Falk, Arkansas, and went out in the woods in the middle of the night, I'd be the one that'd be scared out of my wits because of that movie that I saw when I was a little kid about the fucking Bigfoot. I would hate <laughs> to be out there. You know, well, to this Sean, day, that shit, that shit creeps me out. Look, I'm coming in that son of a bitch like that guy from Tremors. I'm going to have a fucking bazooka. <laughs> right? Look, AR-15s. As, I don't give a as shit. As long as somebody's arm going out there, yeah, I'd be fine. Yeah. But, uh, of course, no, no, you I mean, shoot like, him and he pulls the bullet out and he's like, fuck you. And you're like, okay, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> don't tip me. I might pay my stimulus money to see you do it. Uh, no, don't do that, Donald. No, seriously. I might just piss myself and die if I actually saw Bigfoot. <laughs> you know, I've always told people, I've told people all my life, if Bigfoot's real and I go out to actually hunt and find the damn thing, I'm the one that it's going to kill on tape. That'll be my luck. <laughs> or that or you're going to be the method with Sasquatch characters and get your ass handed to you by like... <laughs> right. I mean, even, do you remember, dude? Even even Harry, Harry and the Hendersons, and the Hendersons? used to freak me out. Yeah, yes. that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> that used to freak me out. My my wife, my wife has sent me text messages with that uh, messing with Sasquatch. That shit, oh, it just, I can't stand it. That Peterson film, man, it fucked me up as a kid. And then that Legend of Boggy Creek, my cousin took me to. Again, I was like, I was like five or six years old when she took me to go see that movie. You shouldn't take a five-year-old to that shit. That's fucked up. Look, E.T. scared the shit out of me, okay? And I was like five or six. So five or six, don't show me scary shit. PSA. But, uh, and I mean, yes. I would, yes, seeing you play dead, Sean, while Bigfoot cradled you like a baby. That would be amazing. (laughs) Look, I'm telling you, like, tremors it is. I'm coming loaded. I'm going to have, a like, an AR-15, an AK-47, possible M-16, uh, 50 caliber, right. whatever I can find. Flamethrower, whatever. Um, something's coming out of the woods dead, and hopefully it's not me. But <clears throat> He's... Donald says, seeing him play dead while Bigfoot cradles Sean like a baby. No, I'd be dead. I would seriously. <laughs> here's a funny, here's a real funny story. This actually happened to me. I was working for an insurance company, and I was looking at Bigfoot videos. And this this video, this particular video was on YouTube, and it said Bigfoot screams. So I'm sitting there, and I had headphones on, but I had my volume all the way up, and I didn't realize it. So I'm sitting there, and I'm oh trying to, you know, figure it all out. And this thing comes on, and it's all like, like volume's like 100 in my ear. I fell over. I unplugged, you know, I unplugged the headphones when I fell over. It's screaming outside the thing. I ran out the room. Everybody's dying laughing at me, you know, just like, ah, what is that? But no, seriously, that shit scared the shit out of me. It was crazy. 
My Chris wife so likes those gonna get a big... videos. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, the, the the jump scare, dude. Just play Bigfoot scream, and I'm scared. I hate it. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, I guess uh, Michael couldn't join us tonight, but um, yeah, we got. Let me, Sean. You know the show. We we got to talking about this in this part of the show, Sean. I was a little worried there for a minute because we were, but. Uh, you know, another thing, too, we need to do that one night. We need to go do the Crescent Hotel live. Yes. We need to do that live. We yes. need to do that live. Uh, um, you know, gotta, like you said, we got to coordinate I, some time. Some of these places. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to call them up and see if they'll let us do it. You know, got to get some what they call free publicity and see if they'll let us go in there one night and, uh, you know, just check it out. You know, what floor is not occupied tonight? What floor is the most haunted? Let's go in there and go see. You know? You know Who's going to run did, out of the hallway first? Did they not? Did Ghost Hunters not do the Crescent Hotel one time and actually saw some pretty disturbing things in that one room, like the door shutting and the glass moving? I mean, they've absolutely caught some, some things on camera that, <clears throat> whether it's the – I mean, it leaves a lot to – to, to get a lot of questions, you know, if, if the validity of it is is being tested. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the premise of tonight's show is the paranormal. And, of course, and, and I think that encompasses not just ghosts, but a lot of things. Right. Um, I know a lot of our listeners that, that maybe go back and listen to this or catch a glimpse of it, whoever may have had an instance like I've had several of where it's unexplained. I've, you know, and I only remember the story. I don't never, I've never gone back and investigated it or questioned it or anything like that. It was just one of those cool little stories that you can tell when the subjects come up. Um, and I'm sure there's probably been a few other instances of things that, and who knows, Sean, maybe there's been something that's occurred with you that just because being a skeptic, you really probably maybe had not paid attention to it and didn't ever saw it. I mean, there's, right. you know, who knows? Um, you know, I've seen the videos where people are doing podcasts. Like I'm looking in your back wall there, and those pictures that are hanging up in the to your which would be looking at the screen to your left, <laughs> right? But you know, I've seen videos where those have uh, pictures like that have made like moved or so, and the guy never even noticed it. Right. So who knows? And that, you know, and that's what I was talking about. Like, like you know, here we are. We're talking about this crazy, freaky shit, and that shit doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be willing, and this is going to freak you out, okay? I would be willing to walk into the middle of a Catholic church, go right down the aisle at midnight, and deny the existence of the Holy Spirit in pitch black darkness and see what happens. Oh, I just saw a ghost on your screen. Oh yeah, the vape. Right. No, no, no. I'd be, I'd be willing to do that though. You know, just to try to get a response from the paranormal if it's real. You see what I'm saying? I mean, what aggravates, what aggravates the paranormal? I'll do that shit. It doesn't bother me. You want me to sit in a in a slab at the morgue and put me inside one of those things? Yeah, I'll do that. That doesn't bother me. You know, I, w- I want to see what happens. <coughs> hmm. 
I mean, it's a possibility that nothing is going to happen. Uh, you know, and then because it could could be real, could be could not be real. Um, don't know. You know, and there's a lot more that I've had that's unexplained as far as phenomena goes. That you know, like when you're when you're standing in front of a car light. Uh, that's you know your hazards are blinking and you're blocking the complete bulb, and yet there's still a glow, a blinking glow on the side of a building where there shouldn't be. Uh, you know, there's just things like that in the middle of the night at old plantation homes, houses out in Scott that you know these museums they've set up that look like the old plantation setups. Yeah, so I don't know, uh, but it's definitely something that. You know, you if you we you know go out check it out. You know, now be reasonable. Don't break the law. Don't trespass to go do this. If certain areas are on private property, get the permission of the landowner before you obviously, you know, find yourself in a in a shitty situation uh, with like a landowner or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that. Uh, oh, by the way, I guess what are we talking about next week? Are we going to resume back with the with uh, the West Memphis three, uh, three the actual three themselves, or what are we doing? Yeah, I think I think we should. I think we should talk about the actual uh, defendants in the case three. Uh, you know, Nichols and the other two guys. I can't remember their names right now. I do apologize for that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about them. Let's talk about their case and see where we go from there. Yeah, so we're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about Jesse Miss Kelly, Damian Eccles, Jason Baldwin. They were found guilty. A lot of people believe that they were guilty. <clears throat> but the court of public opinion has weighed in on the subject, and we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to discuss the physical evidence for the West Memphis Three. We're going to talk about the evidence against the West Memphis Three uh, and their innocence. We're going to talk about for their innocence, and we're going to let you decide. Because there's a wealth of physical evidence out there that exists that never made it to court, Sean, uh, that we can talk right. about as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll resume that back up. And then, you know, hey, if you if you have a topic that you would like for us to discuss live on Dark uh, Persuasions, uh, what, any topic, Absolutely. there's a yeah. – com- don't comment on the video. Post something on the, on the page. Say, hey, I want you to talk about this or – if there's a documentary right. that you want us to to review, I believe you had one one time. Uh, you said it wasn't right. very good, but uh, uh, yeah. yeah, if there's something yeah, you want us some to kind of review online, yeah, yeah. Look, w- right. look, Sean will watch that shit and talk about it on the show. I won't watch. I will, it, but he will. Even if it sucks, <laughs> I'll watch that shit. But uh, we got 30 <laughs> seconds left. Um, this is Dark Persuasions. We're talking about the paranormal, the unexplained, all sorts of different things like that. He's Brad. Well, yeah. He's Brad. I'm Sean. And uh, next week we're talking about the West Memphis Three again. So uh, you guys have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Sorry for no intro music or no commercial tonight, but I've had a lot of fun just talking about shit. I think this was a good show. Yes. And uh, we'll see you next next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Later.